aliens exist? In short, yes. Should we be communicating with them? Not always. In this installment of Psychopomp Stories, I am going to tell about a time that I met a group of aliens, and they tried to actually lift up the RV that myself and my friends were in. This was happening in Squamish, British Columbia, a place that we had traveled to do ceremony to celebrate Equinox and to protect planet Earth. If you're interested in hearing the story, come on in, friends. I call this one Alien RV Trip. Hello, my name is Katie Indy Crow. I am an earth-walking, soul-talking crow person. In other words, a psychopomp. This podcast is a collection of my best stories, earned whilst out on the road, taking care of the planet and guiding the souls who live here. Come on in. Here's some of my psychopomp stories. This installment of Psychopomp Stories is also a video episode. So if you like to watch the people that you are listening to talk, you can do that if you're on Spotify by clicking the expand button. Or you can come and check me out at my YouTube page, Psychopomp Stories Esoteric Earth. It's the podcast with the same name. Now on to the story. Now a lot of the time in my Psychopomp work, it is just me on my own, or at least that was the case before I got married. However, there are some moments where you get to meet up with other people who walk souls and help take care of the planet and you get to work together with them. And so back when it was September 2017 and we were embarking on this journey to Squamish, British Columbia, I was lucky enough to get to travel with two people, one of them who still remains a friend. And so she's here right now with me to help tell the story because this one's so crazy that I think it actually works better to have somebody else who can validate and verify what's going on. And also you have such a totally different experience than I did about it. And so everyone, this is my friend, Jen. And so Jen, if you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we launch into this story. Sure. Um, so I'm Jennifer. I am living in Canada at the time uh, when Katie and I did this, it was back in Western Canada, but right now I'm on the East coast uh, I've had experiences with um, other life forms and other entities since I was a little child. And, you know, 40 years later, they uh, it subsided. Um, there was a lot of activity, as Katie knows, especially around this time that, hello, Katie, sorry, we get distracted by cats here. <laughs> um, around this time, um, but I it, it's been... Um, Back around this time, the entities, jump into what you were just about to say. Oh, I, I, I was attacked by numerous entities for many, many years. I was very open and what I thought was um, good energy work and alignment and being open to receiving was actually open to receiving some things that weren't so healthy and helpful. Um, so a lot has changed and I have grown a lot, but we've also done a lot of work to get out of those timelines and to, um, just bring back a pure, peaceful existence. And yeah, yeah 
So the work still happens, maybe not for me as intensely as it did, you know, a couple of years ago, but it's still, this is what I'm here and what I've been born into and work that I will always be doing, I believe. So well, I think that your point that you made about at one point being more trusting and that leading down some different paths is also something that I have experienced and it's a good part to lead off into the rest of the story with because while we're about to tell this crazy fun adventure story about traveling into the wilderness in British Columbia and going through mountains and waterfalls and seeing spaceships and Sasquatches it also came with a big cost and these ETs that we met other than the Sasquatch definitely were not there um, wishing us well and many of the ones that I had met since then also did not have that benevolent human loving perspective in heart that people in the light working community kind of think ETs mm -hmm. are. And so mm -hmm. I'm definitely also not saying to turn your back on all of them, but I am to say, if you ever experience any of the things that we're about to talk about, remember that discernment and learning how to ask something, what its intentions are for you. And if they're in your highest harmonic good, and are in alignment with your freedom and peace and free will. Um, and the being will have to answer you yes or no directly. That's the law of this universe under any condition. Um, and you need to do that before you get talking to these, because as we're about to tell you, sometimes these things want to lift up the RV that you're in and take you to God knows where and do God knows what with you. And I'm very, very happy that we did not get lifted up that day. However, we are a bit ahead of ourselves. So let's go back. It is September 2017. It's Equinox. We are in Vancouver, British Columbia. I had just traveled from Calgary, Alberta, through the mountains to meet Jen. And we were doing our ceremonial work in that city because Vancouver is a very powerful city with, well, at one point, <laughs> a lot of high potential. We're still healing a lot of the points in Canada after some things that have happened there. Maybe that's a story for another time. And back then, Vancouver was lit. Things were really good. We were at this place in Healing the Planet where we had done all these things to, to lift the energy of the grid. And so Jen and I were very specifically summoned by a set of Sasquatches, yes, Sasquatches, to go to a place called Squamish, British Columbia, to close a portal. They also wanted us to align a mountain and I had to collaborate and um, I had to attune and align parts of the earth so that they would be back in alignment with their stars. Yeah. There's a lot of openings for beings to come and go. Mm -hmm. So let's talk for a minute about what a portal is. Jen, I know you've run into portals, so I'm going to define it really quickly and then I'm going to give you a second to talk about some that you may have run into that are relevant to this kind of topic. So a portal basically is an opening and that opening is meant to exist between one realm and another one dimension and, or another one universe or another and when a portal is open it acts basically as a pathway that a being or an energy or an influence can walk through and so in the last saga of earth series you heard me talk about a being called bale using influence on planet earth well he was working through portals and so one of the things that the sasquatches were acutely aware of and that i was also aware of in gen 2 is that out in british columbia 
and other parts of down in America, um, there are a lot of portals that are open to dimensions, realms, and beings that aren't so good. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Jen? I, you know what? I definitely, and you also have to be very careful for people who are claiming to open portals and who want masses to open portals. <laughs> um, so there are some teachers, or there were some teachers, gurus, would you know, the the leader of the pack, who would attempt to have portals opened by people who have no idea what they're doing, just for the uh, the glamour of it. Mm -hmm. So. I think you have to be very aware. This isn't something that is light, you know, to make light of, but it is very serious. And you have to be, as Katie said, very, um, you know, using your discernment by things for many, many years um, that have come through those portals, mm -hmm. that there is, um, you know, just some safety and precautions that you do have to take, a, take into consideration. I didn't yeah. do that as well as I thought I was doing it. And I was trusting. So the people who wanted to open the wrong portals and then those wrong portals open and then all. And then you got targeted and basically followed and your life yeah. in some parts was destroyed by beings that were trying to harm you because you are a person that takes care of the planet in your own way. And so again, these are serious things. So back at this time, there are people who are able to open portals in a positive sense. I'm one of them. <laughs> and so part of my job is to open direct lines of connection between creator energy and planet Earth. That's like what I do. And I'm also really good at closing down something that shouldn't be there. I'm a hunter. And so you can pretty much test that if there is something wrong and I'm able to get there, I, I will go. And so at this particular time, the Sasquatches had said, Katie, they summoned me through the mountains and they said, Katie, it's time for you to come and close this portal. Um, there's some weird aliens basically that are coming through this and they're working to colonize earth. And now these particular aliens uh, were not specifically let in by new people opening portals being led by current spiritual teachers. That is a super big problem. <laughs> maybe we'll even talk about it another day. Maybe we're maybe even later on here. Um, However, these specific ones were there as a result of um, interactions that had happened over the last 10,000 years. One thing that a lot of people don't know about North America is that we have had layers of civilization and one that was pretty powerful 10 to 12,000 years ago that also went until about maybe the 1400s had a lot of in rituals that had to do with invocations of star people and star beings. And so sometimes those star beings were creator and they were powerful, good beings that came and watched over them. They became like the spirits of the crows. They became all the kind of, I like the great teachers and, and wisdom sources. But then at the same time, there were also beings that were coming in that needed to do things like eat people and feed off of their souls. And so there's a pretty strong tradition of like cannibalism and just different weird kind of ritual black magic stuff that happens out on the West Coast. And this is specifically what I was being called to do. And so on the particular day of the journey, we get ourselves aligned. I'm doing ceremony in Vancouver and we get in the car. And the first thing that we had to do in order to drive to get where we needed to do was to go over the lion bridge. And at that particular time in 2017, that Leo Freedom Lion constellation was a really big deal. And we took that as significant. 
think Jen, you have some memories from the car ride that I don't have. Um, and they really help us to understand and I was on the right path, the earth will tell you. And it was telling us. Yes. And I remember because I was driving and Katie was in the passenger seat and you, you were very quickly, you were somewhere else. Usually, like yeah. you, <laughs> yeah, you, you lifted. And I, I did, I think I feel like quite a bit of that drive because I had to be present and conscious to get us there safely, but you were already doing the work and connecting in and maybe not quite present on this level, but you were present on other levels. That's why you don't remember very much. Um, and also too, you know, because for me, memories can be fleeting a little bit, but I do remember as we were listening to disco because Katie loves disco and <laughs> we had to get psyched and in a good, you know, good mood, not to say get in a good mood, but just get ourselves ready and pumped up. It was a beautiful day to drive. And if you're familiar with Vancouver at all, it's, you know, lush greenery, it's the mountains, it's the ocean. And as we're driving over Lionsgate, we're heading into West Vancouver and kind of turn, making this turn, heading towards Squamish. And all of a sudden you see the mountains and then the mountains were alive. And it was the spirit, we were just speaking of this earlier, the spirit of Sasquatch and the wisdom and the elders were coming through and all the faces started to appear, you know, when you're activating a, your third eye and you can just see beyond the physical shapes of what's in front of you. But we were so divinely guided and protected that whole drive up there. And I know Katie was doing the work to lead us up to there safely in, uh, in, in, you know, the higher I'm a battle axe. They don't know this about me yet. You're the one that's pretty much introducing this, especially to my YouTube audience. Oh. I'm a battle axe. I look cute this and young, but I'm actually the hag. And I, <laughs> my motto, my personal motto um, in the work I do is tread lightly and carry a big stick. And that is an intentional adjustment of the Roosevelt quote because a stick works a lot better. <laughs> and and Katie's prepared, you know, she's always been so tough in her she and she's never afraid. And it was an honor for me to go with her on, you know, to be in ceremony again. We had a few other occasions where we were in ceremony together and and doing the divine sacred work. Um, so driving through, just feeling all the energy rush in, just feeling all of the it's like the eyes were on us. They were preparing us. They were welcoming us. And, and so the person who we were joining was already at the campsite because they took the trailer with them and got that all set up. And so we arrived a little bit later and I, I think we probably got there closer to dinner time. We it went was for definitely a dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> we went for a small walk um, once we kind of got settled in. And this is where that that's actually when we went up to sort of the, that waterfall and we sat there for a the while. Mound, the mound yep. at the waterfall. Yep. And I yep. left my red crystal there. Yes, exactly. I do remember that. That's yep. where we started the work officially. We get yep. to the campsite. The first thing we do, as Jen's saying, straight up to the mound site of the campsite because there was one there. Although most people wouldn't be able to see it when your eye is activated, like Jen said, you see the story underneath the veil. And you see how alive the earth is. And especially when you're in a powerful place like that, all you have to do is just learn how to open your eyes. And it's like reading a book. And so, Jen, back to you. So we're at the waterfall. And this is where things started to get weird. Yeah. yeah. Because for the three of us who are there, we all are very different. Mm -hmm. We're very different 
in how we connect with the earth. We're very different in what we connect to, um, sort of our own individual ceremony that we do in, in, in those, you know, to create the connection. And so it was probably about half an hour, I would say, where we were each in separate areas before we went up to the mound. So Katie would go down and kind of by the rocks and the river. Our other friend then was doing something else and I was somewhere else connecting into higher heaven. And it was, um, we're each doing our own thing. And then we got called to come together and sit on top of the mound. And you just threw like, still in meditation, still through this, you know, complete connection, also very much grounding into where we were. And we could hear sort of the, the split happening because we could hear. So creepy. So creepy. Please keep going. I just needed (laughs) everybody to know, because some people are only going to be listening to this other people. So they can't see the face I made. That was a really creepy moment. You yeah. have to have like iron will to do this stuff. And, you know, like we, we hear and we see a lot of things, oh. but when you're in the middle of nowhere and you hear things that are sneaking up behind you and you look and see and can't fathom where this is coming from, it's, it takes you back. Like, even though as as much as it's happened or as, you know, many times we've experienced this, each time is a new time because you don't know what that is, who that is, where it's coming from, what its intentions are and how, you know, you you need to be in charge of that. You know what? One of the things that I've developed since then, because this, what you're saying is so important, you know, I refined myself like a laser so that I could hear the ripples coming in the astrals because of moments like what we're telling them about today. And because I know, I know that no matter what, if if you train hard enough and if you work your skills enough, I mean, my job basically is to be like a hunter. I'm like a, a predator in, mm-hmm. in my approach because I have to be able to sense all these different layers that you're talking about. I have to be able to find holes and I have to be able to protect myself and the people who are with me. And back in the day, I was still protecting you guys and me, no, but no. I was nowhere yeah. near as strong as I am now. I still had pieces of my soul fragment. I hadn't even gone to France to retrieve myself fully mm-hmm. yet. So this was like really this, it, it was, you needed the three people on this job because things were intense. And yeah. when yeah. you can sense things running up on you in the background, what really stops things from penetrating it and hurting you is your ability to hold frequency in, which is a theme that's going to come up at multiple points in this story. Please continue on. Mm-hmm. So, or, or so from that piece? point, yeah. well, I you know I think from that point of when it started to come through, because we were all doing different um, duties. I'm going to call it for what that was like. We had the protection from someone else who was offering protection. If you remember that. We think. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) no shade. We just think you got to be careful who you work with. Sometimes you think Um, people have the same intentions. Maybe they don't. no. No shade. Just. And it was, it was intense, just like the energy and the work that's involved when it's energetic. I just remember being drained at the end of it and very light, you know, very gone up here. 
mm-hmm. after it because it did take a lot from us. Um, and we were on the mound for for quite a while. Until it got dark, at which point, just- when it starts getting dark, I don't care where you are. When you're doing this work and it starts getting dark and you've had weird stuff mm-hmm. pushing out on you, you have to get back to your site and you have to get inside. We did not get inside at this one. This is, again, early days where I still hadn't had too many terrible experiences, only a few. This was really a life-changing one for me. So we're sitting at the fire at this point, right? Because if you're in ceremony, you're doing a fire. And this wasn't the type of ceremony where you just, you know, you go in and you do a ceremony. Like, we had been working on this stuff for months. And when you get to the point where you've actually traveled, like, however many hours, you're in the middle of nowhere, you've got the camper, you've got everything, like, you don't stop, you don't break. It's focus, 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 focus. And so this is where my memory comes back in because I, at this point, I landed back through the mound, back into my body, my full presence. And at that point had just finished beating down um, a dome that had been placed over a part of the grid that I knew that I was going to have to go fix and and pick up the next day that was at a river that was down. I just remember being like, it's like maybe 8.30 p.m. So it's mm-hmm. equinox, so it gets dark early. So it's 8.30 p.m. And I'm saying, okay, girls, I'm going to bed. And so with that, I take my myself back into the camper and I get in bed and I go to sleep. And this sleep, we'll call it, lasts for a little while. I could hear the girls outside. And so, you know, you, you feel safe a little bit. And again, like it might seem crazy to people out there that we've traveled to the woods and are hearing aliens and Sasquatches. But like for us, that was everyday life, especially back then and especially in Vancouver and Alberta, because those places have a lot of ET activity. And we were we were uh we were meeting the limits of that and seeing what it was doing to humanity. And there yeah. will be other stories. So subscribe if you haven't already and come back for more. And let us know that you want to hear more stories if you find these interesting in the comments. Love to hear from you. So I'm in the I'm in the camper back to this and things are quiet now a little too quiet because we're in the middle of the woods and there's a stream next to us but I can't hear the stream when you can't hear the running water that is three to five feet outside of your window not good not good so I'm breathing. I'm like, okay, I sense real serious danger here. Like all of my hackles were up. Every fight or flight response was in. And myself, my trained self, who still had to teach younger me, kicked in. And she was like, you got to stay calm right now. Do not panic. Do not freak out. Start grounding in your energy pillars. Start grounding yourself to your highest harmonic reality stream. And you got to hold this whole entire camper in that energy. And you have to do that right now. And you can't stop. And so I, I started doing it. And as I started doing it, a red light covered the whole entire camper. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was too scared to look outside at what I might see beyond the windows. Cause you know, when you're in a camper and you pull the windows down, there's still that little spot. Right. And some people might say, well, was that the backlights of a car? No, because there was a mountain and then there was a stream. There is no way that a car was pulling up in this rural remote campsite to create light at that magnitude at that space that would also then begin to shake the camper. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, oh my God, there's a red light. Okay. 
I can feel something vibrationally trying to lift this camper up right now. It's actually shaking. It's lifting. Oh my God. So then I was like, okay, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm, ground, ground, ground. But also don't look outside because I had seen aliens up close before and it's, it's, it's not fun. And I knew that in that moment, if I fell into fear that they would abduct us. And so I had to keep the steel on. And so Jen, what was going on with you at that time? Because I know that you also woke up as this was all happening. So I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. So Katie, she mentioned that she did before uh, we did. So we stayed out for just a little while longer. And I was the last one to go to bed um, because I think our, our other, the other person went into the camper to get ready for bed. And I probably like stayed outside to have a cigarette before I went to bed. And I walked a little bit in the woods, like just because like we're surrounded by woods and I could just, I like, I know when I feel them, I know that they're there. And so you and- felt them. Oh, a hundred percent. What did it feel like? So that the people out in the audience have a little bit of an idea. To me, and this is, and this is what I felt like when I was little, like from the times that I've interacted with them, it's always the same feeling. And that's why I trust it because I know what's happened before. It's this heightened sense of awareness. It's this feeling of you can't see them, but they see you. That you have all of these eyes on you coming from all directions and it doesn't matter oh I got shivers I know because it's terrible (laughs) when it happens it's not a good thing I you know anyway keep going and so being in the and I, I could feel them behind the trees I could feel them behind the trees and where how the camper was situated the trees were kind of on this one side, mostly where the stream was. Mm-hmm. I can and remember that, it so clearly now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know totally. Me too. And and that's where I could. Uh, <laughs> I had I created could, a barrier at the stream as soon as we got to the campsite. I insisted that we stay at the water because water yeah. would protect you. So I had created a barrier. Yeah. And we were able to work with the power of the water to hold us down. Keep going. That's right, because you went for a walk. And I sat by the river by myself for a long time. Yeah, and that next morning, we're jumping ahead, but you went to the river for like super early in the morning. But I, yeah, so that night, you know, you the other two, like Katie and the other one was in the camper. I was out there, I'm just like, okay, this is, I'm feeling it. (laughs) Went inside, and for me, I go into where I was as this five-year-old little girl sometimes, who was scared out of her mind because they were in her room and outside the window and hiding under the blanket. Mm -hmm. And so for me, as Katie's being strong and protecting, you know, covering us in the dome. And I remember that I'm still like, I can't open, but I can see bright red shining through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and still not knowing, like I didn't sleep at all that night and Kate and, 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 and Katie was up super early but, you know, we stayed in bed because I don't think any of us slept that night. And I could feel this slight shaking mm-hmm. of the camper eventually once we were inside and the, and just this, and it, it was trying to be like, you know, it's your phone. It's like, 
and tries to like get picked up just a little. And then I'm just like, no, like, cause I haven't been in anything where they're trying to pick me up before. No, that was, well, okay. That's not true. I have experienced some pretty weird stuff. Well, that was the first time in a whole vehicle with other people that yeah. they tried to pick yeah. me up. Yes. Yeah. And okay, th- yeah. that was what made it really different for us. Like I had had other encounters with other people before they were more pleasant. And yeah. this one where it was the red light and the extremely ominous feeling. Yeah. And that, yeah, I just, I personally felt like if they lifted us up that, I don't know. I th- I don't know what would have happened. I, I don't know if we would have made it back or if they would have just tried to take over our bodies because the thing about these guys and these things is, is if they're trying to lift you up and kidnap you from your RV, which is definitely what was happening there. I mean, what else are they doing to other people? What do you think was the end mm-hmm. point there? What do you think they were trying to do? The three of us are powerful. And I, and I don't say that with any... You're not sounding stuck up. Okay. Um, but I think for, that would be a big um, accomplishment mm-hmm. is if if something was to come through and, and, and uh, take over. I think the takeover part is probably right. And I think that's worth saying, and we're going to return to that in a minute. And so, yeah. That's so creepy, but this is what it's like being a psychopomp is you actually have to think about things possibly wanting to do this. And, you know, it's not actually just things to happen to a psychopomp because these things, these beings specifically are beings that we're trying to mess with people on planet earth. And, you know, in the last saga of earth story, I talked a lot about demons. You know, I want to be very clear and tell people that a lot of these things that call themselves angels, a lot of these things that call themselves gods, A lot of these things that people think are good are actually really weird alien races that are here to try to control humanity and to work on stealing our soul energy and to gain influence on destroying planet Earth through our actions. So when Jen says it would be a pretty big accomplishment to get in the body, especially if they could get in the body and retain the knowledge, which is housed in the DNA, um, it would have been very dangerous for planet Earth Um, because between the three of us, there's a lot of keys to a lot of gates. Some people don't have their keys anymore, but at the time it would have been devastating and dangerous. And so we, we sleep. I actually did get a couple hours rest because believe it or not, like, again, to me, this was just totally normal everyday stuff, like being lifted up. Well, we didn't actually get lifted up. So I was like, okay, cool. But I was also exhausted because astral work takes a lot of physical effort. And I knew that I had to get up the next day. So I guess I knew you were awake as long as somebody was awake, we were all right. And that's also one of the things, you know, it's interesting, right? When you're trying to protect yourself from weird entities, if you can stay out of fear and if you can stake your vibrational claim, which is what I did for all of us, but also if you can stay lucid, don't fall asleep, you can pretty much get yourself out of anything. And so people who may have these experiences, who might be recognizing themselves in this story, these these are the things that are important to learn. And so the next day comes and it's Equinox. And I don't have the opportunity to not make my mark because I have a job to do for the universe. And I don't like overstate my importance. But I guess, again, like sometimes in these stories, it it shows. So if I wouldn't have gotten to the point that I was supposed to get to, uh, a big thing that was supposed to happen with the Christ consciousness release 
and the freedom of the Christ Magdalene energy, which you hear me talking about all the time, would not have happened. And this was the mark that I was hitting right before I was about to go to France to do a tour through France and to do more of that work down there. And so I told you about how the pale white traveler came to the new world. Well, the pale white traveler, who I do believe is Jesus, made him made himself all the way up that side of the coast. And I had to go and I had to go to a place that was eagles and eagles is a symbol of him. And as I woke up that morning, it was everything was better again. I knew that the aliens had tried. I knew that in the process of them trying to get us, I also believe that I went over on the other side and I closed the gate that they tried to use to get us. And so in their attempts to harm us, they closed themselves out. So that's usually how that happens. Don't ever, ever try to hurt me <laughs> or my friends or I will find where you're coming from and I won't let you back in this universe again. That's my motto when it comes to the esoteric gangsters who think they're out there. And so, you know, you survive the threat. You wake up the next morning and you're like, okay, so I got to go do ceremony now. And so I, the girls slept forever. And we'll talk about that in a minute. I don't have time to wait for people and I don't force people. One of the things about ceremony and one of the things about being impactful is you don't, you can't drag anybody along. You can't really tell anybody what to do. Everything is supposed to be what that person's inspiration is. And everything is supposed to be what their free will choices. And so if their free will choice and inspiration was to stay in bed that day, I was pissed. But that's their free will choice and their inspiration. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'm going. So I put on my backpack. I put on my disco. <laughs> I took my little package of food and I went hiking. And so because we were in the middle of nowhere, you're already on a hiking trail. So I got myself down to this river and I got to watch the salmon come up the river and I met my mark and I did my ceremony and eagles were flying all over. And I got my reward, which was meeting at this really cool little river cafe where I got to sit down and listen to house music and watch eagles fly everywhere. And, you know, shortly after that, I think it was probably about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. I was shocked at how late it was. The girls contacted me and they were like, we're up. Are you ready to do ceremony? I was like, I'm done. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of how it goes when, when things like that happen is you just kind of go with it. And so energy is coming in right now. I'm just going to let it. What is the moral of our story? Let's start thinking about that. Do you have any ideas why you slept in that day? Do you think that it was any physical impact from stuff that had happened that night or just that you had not slept that whole night? I think one, I hadn't slept because I remembered that of me staying awake and you falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I fell asleep until you left. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't have left if it wasn't safe. Yeah. And then I think then, and then after that point, then I was able to fall asleep and I get, and still to this day, anything energy, like I get drained and yeah. I do have to sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not quite as much as I used to, but anytime any big work is involved, it does take a lot out of me. And so I think that was probably partly to do with it. Mm -hmm. And it could also have been too, I feel of you, you know, being the holder of that key to close that. <sighs> because, you know, it was a really beautiful hike and it was a really beautiful drive. And there were so many really good parts of it. I'll be completely honest. I could have dealt without 
the aliens trying to lift the RV up. And honestly, when I look at my life and my work, that was really a turning point for me because leading up to that, you know, are ET safe? Let's circle back to this topic a little bit. Are ET safe? You know, you and I are both people who believed that they were. Um, we are both people who communicated with them. I am a person who has had more contact experiences than I can count. And so are you. And some of them have been really good. Most of them have been really weird and unsettling. And mm -hmm. I think that right now we're living in a world where people are glorifying reaching out and talking to these things. And I guess like that's not necessarily always the best idea, but it's also not necessarily always the worst idea because there's a lot of people on planet earth who feel that they are star beings. And we have also felt that too. There is a part of us that is connected to the cosmos. So if you could give some advice that you'd like to pass on to our audience. I would say for me and what's helped me the most, even like up and no, still to this day is knowing that you have the power. I have the power to overcome. And mm -hmm. as long as we're operating in a higher frequency, a pure frequency, we are the ones who get to control the outcome and the mm -hmm. situation. And we are so powerful that we freely give our power away to so many people, beings, whatever we want to call it. But at the end of the day, when we overcome and we rise up to it and we surpass it, that's how we stop it. And that's something that I've had to learn. And, and you know what, for me, this happens in astral time in dream time, because I would have a lot of work that I had to do. Then I used to be scared. I had so many terrifying experiences myself over the past, honestly, 40 years. And Katie mm -hmm. knows this, that it wasn't until me finally saying that I am more powerful than anything that comes because I am, I, I'm, I'm directly from creator. Yep. My, and when you can, my source creator. is that that's my only channel that I go through is direct to creator. Everything else is just something that is trying to get your energy and feed off of you. And I feel the same way. And I mean, that's why I designed my own methodology. That's why I teach in my energy pillar to connect to source, connect to creator, yeah. connect to earth. This is how you keep yourself safe in the world of astral travel. I mean, this example, this story, Alien RV trip happened in physical material world where we were traveling through Squamish, British Columbia, and they actually tried to lift up the RV, but that's not the only way that these beings try to mess with people. And Jen alluded to that. There's a lot of confusion that goes on in the astral world where these beings will show up outside of your head and talk to you and tell you things and make you think that they're your friends or that they're archangel so-and-so, or, you know, you're this God or you're that God and you need to do this or that weird thing that you have no training to do. You know what I mean? Like that's not how energy work with the planet works. If you're working with creator and source, um, they're never going to ask you to do something like that. They're never going to approach you like that. It's never going to be that way. They're never going to try to flatter you to make you believe that you're Cleopatra or Zeus or whoever else it is. And there is this kind of like ideological brainwashing that has gone on in the mainstream spirituality community 
that has led people to think, okay, well, ET communication is the way to go. And maybe for some people it is fruitful, but I also think it's really important to tell stories like this, where there are people who directly have work with closing out these portals and it's part of it and you the reason why you had so many experiences as a child is because you in the energy realm help protect children and these guys target vulnerabilities you know and they try to bring you to weird places in your dream space and lead you to realms and dimensions where they get a hold of pieces of your soul and that is another form of energy abduction that happens that psychopomps protect you from i'll probably tell you more stories about that you look like you have something you want to add well, I was just going to say, as you're going, the other thing I wanted to add is that they will never scare you. Something Creator is never source, going no. to frighten you if it's pure source, because I would have things show up at the middle and like wake me up in my sleep in the middle of the night, like tossed out of my bed. I had raw coming through the speaker. I've had ships outside my other window, like things. And, and again, this is, and that's why I said my greatest lesson and my, my greatest, um, you know, point to, for everyone to take home is just being able to rise above that mm-hmm. and and know that your connection is that greatest source um we're but, all here to be connected to creator first and foremost anyway yes. we're expressions of creator living life yeah. on earth and that disconnection and depression that so many people feel is because they're not paying attention to it i have a final word of advice but my final word of advice is that you know don't be too afraid we said all of this, and it is something to be cautious of, but at the same time, one of the reasons why we were involved in raising the vibration of the earth and doing all the work that we were doing with the vibration that we still continue to do is that when earth is at its function below that low vibrational density that it was at the people call 3D, I mean, 5D is still too low. It's higher than that. Um, the earth cannot be visited by these beings or these people because their vibration is so low. And it's very much already that point. There are not as many ETs around as there used to be. It has significantly declined, thank God. They do mostly now have to bother people through the mind games and the tricks. And so then if a person lets them in, if a person listens to them and starts following their advice and starts invoking them and all this other crap, then they get influence over the person. But that's really the best that a lot of them can get these days. And so if you're a person who is out there and you're listening to this because you are interested in taking care of the earth, the only thing I got to say is this, please don't ever open a portal um, for an ET, especially if you've never done that kind of work before. Um, because like Jen started off at the beginning, it's it's some people make it sound like it's the super easy thing that has no consequence. And those are people who want to use your power against you. That is the false light spiritual architect trying to manipulate people to use their free will to open doorways and gateways for things that are going to hurt them and the earth. And, you know, this, that's a really real thing. you got to really watch out for those people. There are very few people on this earth who are meant to be doing that kind of thing. And we know exactly what we're doing. We know exactly why we're doing it. And we've usually spent months, if not years, preparing for it. And so it's, it's not just a little one-off thing you so much to my guest Jen she and I have had a lot of adventures together so if you'd like to hear some more about western Canada maybe some weird times we've had with angels maybe some weird times we've had with mountains maybe some times we've had working in in Vancouver and let us know we would love to tell you more stories Jen thank you so much for being here with us my pleasure and if I can share one thing just okay so after when I came home I dropped you off and on the way home from the trip and do you remember I, I sent this? This was what greeted me. 
and it didn't rain yeah that there was a heart of water left on the sidewalk and it hadn't rained in like weeks or days but you know the uh god source creator rewards rewards you for all of your gifts and all of your acts of service so everything is so loved and appreciated and thank you for all the work that you do and that you do katie and love you well, that's about it for this story if you'd like to hear more i'm going to link my podcast below i have been a little bit slow putting up the new installments here on youtube because i've been telling stories that are a little too spicy for what we're able to put up here so you can check those out down below I will be back in about two weeks with a story called The Mystery at Gettysburg. And it's going to include raw footage from trips to Gettysburg that I have had. So come back for that. If any of you out there are people who want to learn how to do this safely in a way that's not going to hurt yourself, or if you need help protecting yourself or getting yourself safe from weird energy and entities that might be bothering you, you can email me. I'm going to link my email address. I'm going to link a book that I wrote and the energy practice that I use to hold us in place. You can practice it yourself. I know that these types of things are everyday life for some people out there. And I know that it's just like a crazy story to others. So if you happen to be one of the people that is impacted like with by things like this, just remember what Jen said. As long as you're in love and as long as you are connected to creator, when you get into that safe space, they can't harm you. Nothing can. Thanks so much for being here. If you're new to the page and you haven't done it already, please give that a like and a subscribe. Let me know if you want to hear more weird stories about aliens. I've got a bunch of them. More from me soon. Your favorite psychopomp, Katie Indigrow. <laughs>